Hey everyone, welcome to Reformed Podmatics, hosted by the pastors of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. It's Pastor Mark Van Dyke and Pastor Zach Dewey, and this podcast exists to promote the vibrant, biblical, and historically informed face of Reformed theology, both in our context and beyond. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Reformed Podmatics. I am Pastor Zach. And I'm Pastor Mark. And today we're going to be talking about something that, you know, I think we're a little bit late to, you know, the the way the world moves (laughs) these days. We are now, I think, four days behind. Yeah. Um, I don't have a Twitter. I don't know, Mark, if you have a Twitter. but not really. um, I'm I'm sure most of what was... All the discussion has really come and gone, and now here we are. <laughs> the dust maybe has settled a little bit. We're going to bring things back up. Today, we are talking about the slap. We need sound effects today. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think I need to talk much about it, but in case you have been living under a rock this past Sunday evening at the Academy Awards um, in Hollywood, there was a confrontation between actor Will Smith and comedian Chris Rock where after making a joke, Chris Rock did against uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, who is Will Smith's wife, about her alopecia. It was pretty a pretty uh, distasteful joke. A lot of jokes are when they're yeah. making them about another human being, but yeah. um, it wasn't the worst joke on the planet. It was about her hair loss, and so eventually, yeah, Will Smith gets up and slaps Chris Rock right in the middle of the show it's like on a live punch television. Slap. Yeah, it's an interesting. There a was hit. a there was a serious follow through. Yeah, if you go back and watch the video, Smith just goes all the way through. It it does not stop when he hits Chris Rock's face. Yeah, um, and so this has brought up you know a lot of conversation. There's been everybody's been talking about it in the in the sort of a celebrity world, the glitterati out oh, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Definitely people, late night shows. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres, The View, every late night show yep. has been discussing it. There's been interviews with various actors and other comedians. Uh, it's even Good some Christian America. podcasts, like Christian the briefing. Podcasts, yep. The briefing has has covered it, um, and so here we are to joining yeah. joining all of the uh, <laughs> cacophony of voices and giving our our own take. And hopefully, it's a little bit less of a hot take. Maybe it's mm. a it's a more thoughtful take, we hope. Uh, we're not going to be really getting into the he said, she said sort of stuff or the drama. We really don't don't care about different actors getting in different arguments or, yeah. or battles with one another um, over social media. We really just want to talk about what this means for our culture and for um, our world here in the West today and really a lot of the moral confusion that this has brought up. Yeah, this is a lighter episode, folks. So um, we uh, you don't have to buckle up for this one. <laughs> we, we're not going to be getting into uh, Zwinglian um, ethics versus uh, Calvin's theory of uh, civil government or something like that, right? Okay. So it, that's actually part of the reason we've chosen this topic is we we've we've dealt with a lot of fairly serious matters lately yeah, on the podcast. More um, fun, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's not the right word. That's a little insensitive. Yeah, but it's it's um it's pop culture. It's it's a little bit more poppy. Um, yeah, in nature yeah. and um, just like Zach said there's a lot of there's a lot of angles that we can approach this from mm-hmm. um, Al Mohler in the briefing had a really good episode on 
kind of the the overall meta cultural analysis of Hollywood and what this says about the influence of Hollywood, the self importance of Hollywood yeah. stars, how it's waning. Yeah, and and so that El Moeller generally does take that approach where he looks at the big picture um, cultural sorts of matters, and we're actually not uh, that that's all well and good for El Moeller to do, but we're going to look at a little bit more of the the moral, social, theological things that are actually at play. And, you know, this isn't, uh, I once heard a, a, a sports guy, uh, radio guy, talking about how we can overanalyze things so much that yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden we end up saying how an old Three Stooges um, movie teaches us about the dangers of industrial economies or something <laughs> like that, right? That That's not what we're really doing here, um, reading hopefully too much point. in. But we do want to learn, I think, from this experience about um, a few big things. And so, namely, those would be how do people apologize? Um, what is a good apology? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, what is what is a reasonable consequence for um, these kinds of things in our minds? Um, and uh, it, th- there's a quote that Will Smith gave in his apology about how um, violence in all its forms is absolutely wrong. And so we just recorded an episode on Ukraine where we actually disagreed with what Will Smith said. And and so we'll, yeah. we'll be thinking a lot about apologies and um, restoration, a, de- a desire for restoration, a desire for grace, um, but also keeping our eyes open about real consequences that happen after people do such things. Yeah, I think we can also talk about the morality of it. Yeah. Because um, there's been a lot of debate. That's a, that's most of the debate that I've seen amongst even friends of mine on Facebook. Yeah. Some posting hot takes basically saying, I think what he did was totally uh, wrong and wicked and violence is never the answer when somebody g- uses words. That's yeah. actually sort of the position of Jim Carrey as yeah. well. Yeah, Um and then there's people who have jumped to his defense, and I've seen Twitter, thed, Twitter threads, or not Twitter threads, Facebook fret, threads sort of go out of control where people are um, talking <laughs> well, with one another. And What and would you do if fight. someone insulted your yeah. wife or something? So, and, yeah. and that, that does bring up one of the points that Al Mohler does cover. Um, there's Congresswoman um, mm. Ayanna Presley posted a tweet right in the wake of Smith's actions uh, that's the world we live in. You can watch something on TV <laughs> and instantly tweet about it. She herself suffers from alopecia. Uh, and so she basically said, thank you, Will Smith, for standing up for your wife. This is what a husband should do for any wife who has alopecia. Basically, that was the gist of her message. I don't have the quote, but yeah. she pretty quickly took it down because it it upset a lot of her constituency. She is a uh, Democratic congresswoman. I forget exactly where she's from. Um, and I, I believe she had tweeted also years ago about the destructive patriarchy and how, you yeah. know, like, so those are kind of at odds yeah, with each other. Relatively progressive. And so it's interesting that she took the position that Smith did the right thing by standing up for his wife. Yeah. Whereas a lot of women would say, no, women, a man doesn't need to stand up yeah. for me, you know? Yeah. So there's a sort of a, a moral confusion that her tweet and then her action of taking it down mm. uh, sort of speaks to that we live in a sort of morally confused age where we, if we ask the question, was what Will Smith did right or wrong? Yeah. The fallout of that question shows us how, um, how far we've come as a culture. Whereas I really feel like as I was asking myself this question in preparation, even for this episode, 
was what he did right or wrong. I almost feel like I'm going back to my days where I worked in an after-school program where mm. I have little kids who get in a fight and I'm trying to figure out who did the right thing or who was sure. who was morally justified or who started it. And I kind of just get to the point where it's like, it doesn't matter. This is not even that big of a deal. Just both say you're sorry and let's move on. That's, yeah. that's kind of how I feel about this whole thing. Mm. Um, that isn't to say that there aren't meaningful conversations. Um, well, it is interesting, though, how confused people are, to your point of, yeah. What what like the war? You know, we talked about war. What do I think about war? Is war okay? You know, like all, all of yeah, a sudden, back. everything. Like I need an ethic for violence now yeah. that Will Smith hit Chris Rock in the face, and, and we tossed ethics aside. Yeah, it, it, there's no grounding. I guess is, yeah. is maybe what we would want to say. Yeah, and that's another point that I think Al Mohler does cover well in yeah. the episode. It was from this past week on Tuesday. Um, so just a couple of days ago, and one of the points that he makes is that in a culture where morality has really fallen by the wayside, and it's and morality is really decided by whoever is making the decision, whatever group is sort of you know in the ascendancy, and how we feel, um, it can shift depending yeah. on um, given cultural moments, mm-hmm. and that's part of the issue here. There's a lot of Hollywood movies he points out where there are men. There are lauded and awarded movies that where men are the ones who are defending women, and so do we just do we get rid of those movies? Do we do we turn back on them? Or where violence is used as the answer to situations yeah. exactly like that? And you say, "Yeah, he got him. He did the right thing," and then it happens in real life, and you're like, "Whoa, that that doesn't look so good." Yeah, and so should men defend women in this way? Um, it's a great question, and I guess my my simple answer is. No, not in the way that Will Smith did this. <laughs> um, I I don't think the the action that he did was morally justified. Um, if someone is a physical threat to his wife, then obviously then yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if it's an uncontrolled environment mm-hmm. where it's on the streets and somebody is heckling your wife and you feel like there could be a, yeah some some danger there. I don't know if you need to incite the danger by by slapping or punching somebody, uh, but you do need to make sure you are physically protecting your wife. That may not look like you're you're going on the offensive, but right, you do need to to do what you can to help the situation. Sometimes that does mean you ignore it. Um, sure, you, you don't do anything. You don't escalate the situation. Um, and so, no, I think what Will Smith did was wrong. That's clear. I think. As I mentioned earlier, Rock's joke, but w- shouldn't have happened either. But that's kind of the nature of comedy. Yeah, um, that's a whole other interesting discussion. Do we, do we allow comedy to go like this? That's, that is a good question. Uh, do we allow it to? Do we allow comedy to, to be made at the expense of somebody who's made in the image of God? And if so, what are the? Yeah. How, are we, how do we go about that? <laughs> That's going to cut out a uh, lot of comedy. Right? Yeah, that is yeah. that is a m- massive amount of yeah. comedy these days, yeah. um, especially when it's being made like a roast. And roasts have become so common now. Yeah. Um, let's just get together and talk talk trash on somebody for a long, long time. Um, yeah. And so, it's it's both for me. I would feel like they're both in the wrong. This isn't really that big of a deal, except for the fact that it is has become a big deal. It sure. is a cultural moment, mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about it now. Well, I think what it, it also reveals, too, is uh, tribes, how tribal um, alliances are, are and, and devotion is, is formed. So the people yeah, who have been point. the strongest in 
against Will Smith are comedians. And so uh, they obviously Will Smith has broken a cardinal rule of not only harassing a comedian, which is actually very frowned upon, like being the heckler, um, which who knows, maybe there could have been a place for that if if Will Smith um, in good, in in jest, um, sort of yelled something back at Chris Rock. Um, I I maybe could see a little bit of a place for that, Uh, but uh, it it still would be rude and bad manners to do so at the Academy Awards. Um, And so... um, love um according to first corinthians 13 is not rude um hmm. and and so uh it, it does it is interesting though to get back to the point on on hmm. tribalism how um many people are saying what will smith did was wrong because that's not it broke the manners rules of how we should <laughs> respond to comedians and so that's a there could be a little bit of merit in that but that's not the best reason to come up with a moral stance on something um what what this does end up showing is people can make decisions more based on emotion and tribal allegiances to than any sort of standard like people should just shouldn't hit each other in the face yeah yeah and against the argument from coming from the comedian sort of community if you can call it that i would say that this was no normal comedy skit like skit or bit or stand-up yeah, this was live television aired <laughs> nationally. Yeah, there's that. Too. Um, and so it's a spectacle. And so I think that Smith must have felt, and I'm not trying to justify it. I've already said it. I think he was in the wrong, but he must have felt like this is a mm. because it's live and it's because it's so large broadly. Public shaming, I need yeah. to get up and do something about yeah. this. Yeah. And so you, when you watch the footage, he goes up and he slaps or punches rockets. I don't know. It looks like a slap, I guess. As he's walking back, he kind of looks like he's proud of himself. He's kind of got this like swagger to himself. He kind of has like a smirk on his face yeah. um, where he's kind of like, yeah, it's a funny thing. He made fun of my wife. I walked up here. We are we are the Hollywood group. We know we all kind of know each other. Yeah. And I just slapped him. No big deal. And then, and then Chris Rock acts like it's no big deal and just kind of plays it off. And actually, I think he handled it about as best as he possibly could have. Yeah. And then Smith says the really inflammatory stuff about keeping his wife's name out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, and he says it twice and he's very angry at that point. And that's point. when the whole crowd it's turns all spectacle. against him, I think. Yeah. It's all spectacle. So if, I think if this, yeah, that's where it got really uncomfortable. Yeah. But if this had happened at a normal like comedy show and this wasn't nationally televised live, hmm. um, I don't think Smith would have done that. I think he felt like he had to do something because it was being produced live. And so... I don't think that this is condoning. I don't think he, he was showing that you could be violent towards comedians. I think he was just trying to defend his own honor and the honor of his wife. I think, I think he did it really disastrously. Yeah, um, could have. But it's just a totally different situation than a normal comedy routine. Could have torpedoed his career in, in a lot of ways, certainly. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, we'll see. That remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, um, regarding this issue of the apology, then, um, yeah, that's a good point. I, we I, should I've, get to that. I found, um, I, I have not watched his whole Oscar speech. I watched the first few seconds where, um, he starts apologizing to the Academy with tears in his eyes. I mean, just his face covered in, in tears and, um, the whole Denzel Washington thing about, you know, how the devil comes at you when you're at your highest point, which is like, Hmm. Just a classic 
deflection to me of of uh, the devil made me do it basically is what <laughs> he was almost saying right there um and and so that uh, people are cheering standing ovation um I, I was telling zach earlier it really reminded me of um a scene i once saw of of a minister who was kind of giving his last message to his church saying he's going to step down because of various moral failings and um the church is like cheering him on, like, um, don't don't let it get you down. We love you. We still love you. You know, people would call mm-hmm. that out occasionally at a comedy show or at a, and even at a church where there's a sensitive situation mm-hmm. and and people just want to cheer that guy on and and show him that they love him. Uh, often not really realizing that that the cheering um, sort of communicates to the offender that we actually don't think you did anything wrong and we're on your side. Um, and, and so I, that, that always strikes me as really interesting, that moment of, um, sober reality setting in, but people kind of rejecting that sobering reality by saying, yeah, but we're on this guy's side. He's, he's our guy. And so we like him doubling down in a way with him on, on what has happened. I, I always cringe when I, I see those sorts of scenarios because hopefully we can think a little bit clearer and more yeah. morally and biblically about a situation instead of just, I want that guy to feel better right now, so I'm going to cheer for him. Yeah, you know? when obviously what he's just done is wrong. And so right. you, there's, there is no need to, to cheer for him or to take his side. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he was your favorite actor. What he did was wrong. And so there, we don't need to, to make him feel better. Um and this yeah. happens in the sports world when you know you hear the tearful apology of a Kobe Bryant or a Ben Roethlisberger or you know somebody who has committed adultery and done something terrible, and it, it can just be that don't let them get you down, man. Like yeah, that, and, which it's it's good that we want people to thrive and succeed and do better, um, but uh, the the personal allegiance to these hero figures. Mm-hmm. Whether that's a pastor or an athlete or a movie star, can so or, or a politician, you know, thinking of various mm-hmm. politicians who have made these kinds of mistakes. No, they could never do something like that. That would be so bad. I would never believe it. You know, you saw it with Ravi Zacharias. Um, until the evidence mm-hmm. does come out, and people mm-hmm. end up just looking pretty bad for mindlessly yeah. supporting that kind of activity yeah it's good to reserve judgment yeah um, until evidence right. comes out um yeah his apology was interesting even in the the moment as he was accepting his award i i still watch that back and i i will say i didn't watch any of this live i really yeah, don't care either. too much about the academy awards haven't watched it in years this is the most attention i've given to the academy awards in over a decade probably um but I've watched the footage back, and it does look like he's probably just crying because he's happy to have received the award. Yeah, I don't too. know if he's actually all that um, struck in his conscience that he just done something wrong. I think he, he does make the apology afterwards, at the very end, for apologizing to the Academy for mm-hmm. sort of causing a disruption. He does not apologize to Chris Rock. I think at that point he probably was still just as angry as he was mm-hmm. towards Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. And then as all this fallout happened on Sunday night into Monday morning, <laughs> I think that's when he released a, an apology on Instagram, I've heard. I've yeah, not seen yeah, it. it uh, but that's where he did apologize to Chris Rock. And I think we can get into a little bit of his apology 
I think you've seen it, Mark, right? I, I just read through it. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's only about two paragraphs. So yeah. what was your thought on his written apology? I think overall it's a good apology because um, he does he does something well that I think people often do not do well, and that is to truly say, I was wrong to the person who is wronged. And uh, he does yeah. that for Chris Rock. I am sorry to you, Chris Rock, for for hurting you. Um, that I think he says that is not representative of who I want to be, um, which is kind of a a, a, a a profession of repentance, maybe. Yeah. Um, and uh, also to the academy, um, similar in a similar kind of way. So that is good in the in the from the perspective of making it a real apology. It, he didn't do this thing that is so common. I'm sorry if it offended you. Yeah. That, that is like the most non-apology apology that is very popular, I would guess, among husbands and wives and public figures and politicians and all kinds of scenarios. I'm yeah. sorry if you were offended by something that I did. Um, Kevin Durant mm-hmm. did that. Uh, he's a basketball player towards... Uh, he, he, he sent a bunch of really vitriolic, racist... Um, homophobic tweets at a reporter at one point and his his whole apology was hey that's how I talk and that's sort of how I am so sorry if that upsets you mm-hmm. and and that's that's just classic for <laughs> so sorry um, but not sorry yeah yeah um essentially <laughs> and uh you know it's it's a little bit remind reminds me a little bit of uh Donald Trump was asked while he was running for president in 2015 um are, do you ever ask for forgiveness from God? And uh, and he couldn't say yes. He, he could hmm. not say yeah. yes. He, yeah. he basically said, well, I, I just don't make the mistakes in the first place. I, I try really hard <laughs> not to make the mistakes in the first place. And so why Great would I need to, to ask for forgiveness? Um, oh, you know, that's the mindset of someone who doesn't know how to apologize, yeah. um, who, who doesn't actually think that they even could do something wrong. Yeah. So, uh Man, Will Smith actually did a schooled. did a good job, although one wonders was that apology prompted by public sentiment that yeah. was almost universally opposed to him. You can't maybe play all yeah. those games. Maybe he did really feel remorse after Sheesh, after you see yourself do that on TV. It is clear that the only thing he really could have done was to issue, issue as, as sincere an apology as possible. Yeah. There's yeah. like yeah, we could we could sit here and think about what his motives were and, yeah. and making a good apology, uh, but. We have to at least hand it to the guy that hey he he did at least make one. That's that's yeah. a really important thing. Okay, I think one more final thing we can discuss here. The sort of uh, maybe it's the elephant in the room. Was this all a hoax? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Based, on, I mean, there's there are snapshots of every split second of the thing, and Chris Rock's face immediately after getting struck by will smith to me is very convincing this is not staged yeah. because his face is like dude what on earth are you doing to me right now yeah. like that that scowl <laughs> that he gives him and then uh you know i think i think it was an emotional real yeah. thing that happened in a way that's almost surprising a real emotional exchange a real event happening in such yeah. a manicured manufactured world of hollywood it's almost strange to see a real interaction now a, a sad yeah. one albeit but still a, a real human moment yeah yeah I, I watched it really quickly on sunday night when i heard about it and i thought hey, maybe that could be fake but then I've, as after watching it again a few more times and hearing <laughs> hearing people's 
discussion of it. I tend to lean in thinking that it's not, but I do have some friends who have made arguments that they're pretty sure that it was a hoax and that it was all just, just like the moon trying landing. to get trying to get ratings up for the for the Academy Awards and yeah. you know, to me it doesn't really matter one way or the other yeah. because it's what's more interesting is the conversations it has stirred. Um yeah, I think we all know that Hollywood does not have quite the position that it used to. Um, that's an interesting thing, sure. But what's more interesting, t- I think, to us is the moral and the theological questions that it brings to light and mm-hmm. the discussions that can be had as we think through what this means for where our culture is today and where where people are at um, in our cultural confusion when it, when it comes to having moral standards yeah. that we try to abide by. And how we respond to tense situations. I, I You know... I would guess that people listening to this podcast aren't going around slapping people, but <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> uh, you know, Jesus says when you call someone a uh, name, uh, Raka, when you call them idiot or stupid, um, you are doing the same thing that Will Smith mm. just did to Chris Rock. So um, th- we could do that in our mind. We could maybe do that at times with our words. Um, I've been around people and been in close association with people who just love to rag on how much of a jerk or how much of an idiot or how stupid <laughs> that governor is or that um, yeah. or that you know politician or that athlete is, um, and just almost delighting in their in their hatred for a yeah. person. Um, so I, you know, I just preached a, a little while ago. Um, but but by the grace of God, go I is is what we should say when we hear about a guy like Will Smith or somebody in the Bible who's making a mistake. Um, yeah. Sitting against God, it's by God's grace that we don't respond like that in our even in our mind, um, yeah. but can respond with um, maturity, um, security in Christ. I think it comes from a place of insecurity. I've got to go do something, so I'm taking this guy out. Mm-hmm. Maybe even in my mind or in my words. Um, how how often do we come away from a a situation where we were insulted and we just can't help but think of all of the bad things we could have said to that person to get even with them. Hmm. Um, you know, that's committing the, really the same sin of, of, of Will Smith here. And so I think that's a little bit, maybe one of the the pastoral application takeaways that, that comes from the little Hmm. sermonette here. But, um, (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's, it is one that, that should cause us to, to think how might I, how might I actually have that kind of same hatred in my heart? Um, yeah, it's something the book of James talks about quite a bit. Yeah. It talks about where do, where do where does war and strife and, and violence come from? Well, it comes from our heart. And he talks also about the meaning of our words and the importance of our yeah. words and how yeah. th- our words can be destructive and start fires. I think we're we're seeing those sorts of things in our world today. And if we're not careful, we are a part of those things ourselves. And so we need to be thinking and be on guard against the evil that lies within each of us yeah. and how we can put it to death and live for Christ. Uh, and so we hope that this has been a helpful conversation and yep. thinking through some of these really interesting issues going on in our culture. Um, I think it was a good break, as Mark said, yep. from some of the more heavy hitting stuff. Uh, maybe it's been just a little bit more, more, I don't know, inner interesting fare than some of the more difficult stuff we often will get into but we appreciate you guys joining us for the journey and we hope to be with you again next week all right see you